0: Welcome to episode 15 of the Embrace the Awkward podcast. We got one goal in mind, and that's to help you handle awkward better. Kyle, how's it going today?
1: Good, good. We are right in the middle of a four-part series. This is part two Mm -hmm. of the series. Kyle just
0: dropped his phone if you're wondering what that big, loud clonk was. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Because we're talking about mistakes. We are. Um, And we're talking about the four things that, are most prevalent right now for us is four things that freak youth workers or youth influencers out. Mm -hmm. They're scared, things that break your heart. And last episode, we talked about, you know, losing someone to a breakup in youth group. Two students started dating. One leaves youth group because they've broken up. Um, And so we're going to be continuing on our four-part series of what scares youth workers. Mm
0: -hmm. So today... We were talking about this. This is not just a fear of youth workers, but in fact, this goes into the whole public speaking realm that so many people mm. struggle with. But the fear of messing up the message. Yes. This is happens probably every single, if you don't have some kind of thing that you walk away and you're like, oh, I could have said that differently. Yes. Whatever. Like, I will be, I want to learn from you, master, because, like, yes. there's so much that could <laughs> On a go weekly basis. There's so much that could go wrong. There could be miscommunication. There could be a kid could take away, like, the wrong idea. They could, like, tell their, I mean, they could go home and tell their parents, like, hey, uh, you told me that I, my parents, that you told my kid that my, they don't need me anymore. Yeah. So, like, you said in an earlier episode. Right. Um, you could, I mean, they could under, have a false understanding of theology. You could literally just look like an idiot. Um, yeah. you could totally mess up a fact. Um, and that's, you know, I think, or
1: it, all of that in the same message, all of it could happen in <laughs> the same
0: message. Uh, yo, oh, totally. And, uh, there, I mean, there's so much more that we'll get into as well, but the, I think a big one, one too, is, um, like just because I said it doesn't mean it's true. Like that a kid just takes mm-hmm. every word you say yes. to be, and I mean that and you were just
1: joking and all of a sudden now it's gospel truth.
0: Right. And you, I mean, if, if, our, if we really say one of our goals is to, like, so I always say my line is help kids make their faith their own and make them so excited about it that they shout it to the world. Like, if, if that's my goal, but then they just can recite what I say, that's not their faith. Right. Um, and so we want to help them explore that. And so there's so much that could go wrong. I got a little story for you. It's yeah. not a severe level here. <laughs> okay. So I'll just preface with that. This isn't severe. So we're walking through this story of when Jesus is restoring and redeeming Peter on on the beach and so peter betrays jesus and i made just this, this point to draw out that scripture um like says like he was by a fire when he betrayed jesus and then jesus is restoring him on the beach and he's by a fire again on the beach while he's cooking breakfast right and so um i'm making this point i'm going through it and like the i mean the kids are like digging the story they're into it and i'm like <laughs> okay this is awesome so we get to a quiet moment and this this freshman boy he goes wait So you're telling me that Jesus draws power from fire? (laughs) So I realized at that moment that I made it. I think I placed a little too much importance on the whole next to the fire thing. (laughs) Um, And so you know what? Embrace that moment. I'll tell you what I did. I acted out what it would look like if Jesus were to draw power from fire. So like I went over and did this whole like, (laughs) like, like, like flexing your muscles, flexing my muscle thing, standing over a fire, and then (laughs) and so yeah, I said no, that's the wrong idea. That's not what we're getting at at all. So I did explain it. I did. Um, but there's there's a lot of stuff that can go wrong. Kyle, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I think some of the fear is you don't want to look like an idiot, mm-hmm. and then you don't want to hurt the theology or understanding of your audience. And, and so those are always uh, very intimidating. I, I think I read a statistic once that, uh, like, the top three fears in America was, one, dying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two, um, or sorry, no, no. One was speaking in public. That was the first one. Right. Second was dying, and third was sharks, as more people were afraid of speaking in public than dying. Wow. and being eaten oh my Or goodness. bitten by a shark. <laughs> and, and and so when you are a youth influencer, especially if you're a youth worker in the church being paid, your responsibility is to be in front of people, whether leading a game or giving a message and so you just have this tendency to be in front of people when your mistakes happen. Mm-hmm. And you just have to embrace it and move on. But here's a few things that might cut down on the number of awkward moments. Right.
0: So something that it leaves a lot of air, or room for error um, is like if you're running PowerPoint or some, like a, some kind of presentation Slide, software. Yeah. And a lot of the times you might be making your own slides – You maybe didn't score so high on that English ACT all those years ago.
1: I talk no good. I
0: talk no good, right. (laughs) You you maybe haven't brushed up on your English Comp 2 book in a while and – Maybe you make a grammatical error on a couple of slides, and the best ones are when it happens in big church. Oh, yes, <laughs>
1: yes. And I've had multiple people come up to me after our message because we have multiple services on Sunday morning. After that first service? Yeah, did you know it actually is spelled this way, or you're missing a comma? I can't change it. we're We're locked in for the next three services, right. So now I have to preach, knowing that mistake is there. Oh, it's so awkward,
0: right. And so when you have these experiences with it, we'll just kind of preface before we get into some tips with this. When you, the more experience you have in teaching, it's, it's breeding confidence. So confidence. So, I mean, your that goal, was a mistake right there, right? It was, it was totally. Yeah, Confidence. <laughs> confidence. It's confidence. A new word. We'll put that on a t-shirt too. <laughs> so let's get into a few tips about how we can maybe not just cut back on these mistakes, but also kind of cut down fear as well, kind of become more comfortable and I'm going to say the, the top one for me, Kyle, is practice. Mm. Uh, practice it. Practice, like, running through your slides. Practice, like, your whole message. I mean, there, there is time to do it um, unless you're one of the people who your whole youth group is, like, an hour-long sermon that you present.
1: What about movement of the Holy Spirit, DJ?
0: Don't allow any time for that. <laughs> um, but practice it. So my kind of Wednesday, like, routine, before. My, so our programming is on Wednesday night, my Wednesday night routine is, like, I do stuff uh, in, the, in the office in the morning. And then in the afternoon, I come back for my lunch break. I go to the youth room. Uh, I, like, turn on the lights and do it. It's a small youth room, so it's not, like, a whole process. I run the sound and lights and everything by myself. Mm. Um, so, um, like, I turn on the lights and everything, and I run through the whole entire message with slides and everything. And then as all, like, you know, I always close, like, in our actual youth group, I close with a prayer. So I say, uh, you know, let's pray and then we'll go to small groups. And then I just go around and I go and touch every single chair and I just do some time of intercessory prayer, uh, fueling the night, kind of starting with this mindset of, of prayer. But that's part of, literally part of my every single week is running through the full thing. And is that necessary to do? Like, do you have to do that to succeed? No. Does that really, does that, is that the single factor that makes me succeed? No. Like Kyle said, it's, there's no amount of practice I could do that could prepare me more than the Holy Spirit could. But (laughs) practicing it, knowing where your rough spots are and knowing, like, so if I go through it, I know, oh, this is a spot that I've said, James, instead of John, six times in a row. Yeah. Like, then I can say, I can go to my notes and say, hey, make sure you look and read this on the, and. And and here's the
1: thing. I think you're going to get more mistakes or do more mistakes when you just ad lib it. And Mm -hmm. some people say movement of the Holy Spirit. Some people say, well, I'm speaking, uh, the Holy Spirit speaking through me. I, I think it's okay that, and I do believe the Holy Spirit works in the process. So, having your sermon main points typed out, knowing the scripture references rather than you just say, I think James is the one who said, you know, this or second Moses or whatever. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> so you, you gotta know your main points and you gotta know what scripture verses you're using and then practice, practice, practice. Totally right. Agree.
0: You don't wanna, I mean, you, and you might just expose some spelling errors and have time to change it, or you might expose, you might be saying something and go, Oh, that sounds kind of tricky theologically for you know what I believe. You you'll maybe pr- pronounce a name wrong, which doesn't happen often because most of the names in the Bible are pretty easy to oh, pronounce, super easy, really straightforward. But yeah. that you know maybe that'll happen. <laughs> you might even literally just be using the wrong Bible reference. Like you might be totally off on what you were going to say. Um, so practice it, run through it. You don't have to go to your youth room and do it. I just do. That's I mean that's what I've done for a while. Um, but practice it.
1: Yeah, and so for me. I would say a good rule of thumb is uh, for youth ministry, I I treat that a little bit different speaking to teenagers than big church. And big church, by the time I share in front of big church, that's my fifth or sixth time going through it. For youth group, uh, we meet on Sunday nights, um, I would say that's probably my third time. So I practice it twice. I get the timing down because then I know, holy cow, it's a 40-minute message. I need to cut this down. Right. So timing helps with that. Um, But then it's probably the third time I talk about it. So the next point I would say, and this is kind of interesting, is have someone look over your message. And basically what that means is maybe you create up a PowerPoint um, and then you have an admin. If you are a wonderful youth worker that have your own admin and Mm -hmm. you are unicorn. Please have your have me look this <laughs> over, or it could be your spouse, or it could be a small group leader, someone.
0: Could that, be your mom. It could I be mean, your it mom. Could totally be your mom. <laughs> she might have a little bit more strong critique. In just walk it upstairs from the basement while you're getting your dinner <laughs> from her, and yeah. yeah. <laughs> um,
1: but just just say, hey, here's what I'm thinking. Does this make sense to you? Does this big idea make sense? Does this Scripture that I'm trying to use makes sense. Um, and it, it is some vulnerability that is needed, it is some humbleness and realize, oh, um you can't say that or that doesn't make sense or we no longer use that word anymore right. um or you're using yeet in the wrong context right <laughs> you know whatever it is um i do think you need to have someone look over your message but here's the thing you got to do that before 15 minutes before your message yep you um, got to have your
0: you, i mean you got to <laughs> have it written right in time for someone to review
1: it yeah, especially your PowerPoints. Now, so for me, what I find is interesting is I'm a terrible speller, and I have what's called dyslexia of the mouth. I just made up that term. Um, but sometimes my brain goes faster than my mouth, and I don't complete sentences. and so it's weird for me to start a podcast right <laughs> on that. Um, but I all the time, I have spelling errors or I say some weird stuff, um and it's now running joke. But there's some issues where I've noticed that if I sing something and it makes sense to me, if I say it to someone else before the message, they get some good feedback on, yeah, that makes sense or that doesn't make sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Totally.
1: So um, another thing that I would I would say is um, avoid or cut down on some of the ad libs when you're calling someone out in the group in the audience and what I mean by that is sometimes you want to be funny and you tease or you joke a little bit and that's okay um, with the audience member, especially if you have a good relationship with them, but there's sometimes you shouldn't call them out, even if it directly fits their point. Um, When you're in in youth ministry for uh, several years, then you can have some times like, oh, those students graduated already, and I can use that student as an example. But I would avoid using anyone who's sitting in the audience as an example uh, for a message. I remember I accidentally called someone out. Um, I I basically um, called out – we were talking about love, sex, and dating, and I was talking about what you should not do. And I thought this was funny. Um, I don't know why, and, it's pro- and it probably wasn't funny, but this guy, and he was a senior, broke up with his girlfriend um, in the middle of youth group. Um, they had a talk during the message time, so they didn't hear that message. Um, and he broke up in the middle of the youth group, but... Um, he hung around and played games and all that and realized that she was actually his ride home <laughs> and he could not get home because he broke up with his only ride oh, no. um, and him and I were the last person. And he finally realized that he didn't drive his own car or anything like that. So I had to drive him home <laughs> <laughs> in that. And so I called him out on that. It's like, Hey, if you're going to break up with someone, make sure you have a ride home. Um, and everyone knew who it was and everyone laughed he was really hurt, and I felt really bad after that because he was embarrassed, and, and everyone made fun of him and was texting him during the message. And, man, I that was a huge, like, dumb moment for me wow. that just because I thought it was funny doesn't mean it's always funny.
0: Wow. Yeah, sometimes we, we don't mean to. We don't have the heart to do this at all, but sometimes we, we mess up and we hurt someone's feelings, and we have no... No means to at all. Right. I mean, even just to the point of, like, most of the time in the middle of a message, I try to, I'm not trying to, like, truck through it, but I try to get, as I'm, we're small group focused, so I try to get yeah. through it. So if someone has a question, I kind of say, like, I'll come back to it, or, like, ask your small group leader. And, yeah. Um, and this, I had a girl that got really offended, and she told me, she said, what you did, I, I went back to her immediately after it over, I said, hey, what was your question? She said, what you just did to me was, the, was like, you flipping me off. <laughs> That's how it felt. And she's like in tears. Wow. And I was just like, oh, sucks to you and move on, right? That was an awkward <laughs> mode. Was, I was like. Nope, those are awkward oh, modes. Oh, yeah. man, it was. And I was, I mean, it took, a, I mean, my brain literally had to go like, be like comprehend how to respond. And- <laughs> empathy, empathy. And, oh, yeah. I was like, I had no, I'm so sorry. I did not mean to that at all. I said, but you're you, you really matter to me and your question matters to me. So mm-hmm. what was it? Uh, she still wouldn't tell me. And she stayed and talked to a small group leader for 30 minutes after church. About you. About, literally, about. (laughs) I asked the small, I said, I just asked the small group leader, I said, hey, so are they okay? And she was like, yeah, she's just in a kind of a mood. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) like, okay, I don't need to know. But uh, yeah, so that was an awkward moment. But we don't mean to hurt people's feelings, but sometimes we do.
1: So another thing that you could do to help this out, and this is similar to some other points we made, is plan out your meshed's series a little bit more in advance. If you know um, the month of October, you're going to have a four-week series on the book of James, then you kind of know where to break it up. But if you are choosing your topic, your message, the day of or the week of, that really puts a hamper on you practicing it, planning it out, avoiding mistakes, or sometimes you can even duplicate yourself over and over and over again.
0: Right. Um, yeah, totally. And, and that's not to say that like, if you are the type of person that plans out your whole year or you use curriculum or whatever, like that's not to say that if the Holy Spirit is really moving on your heart, right, that you can't change it. But having that plan ready to go can really be advantageous.
1: And I would especially say the main points of what you want to get across should be planned out for the whole message before you start the message series. Mm -hmm. As you know what each week you want them to tackle, address, deal with, that's going to help you have a stronger message. Right.
0: So if you are unlike me in that you mess up every once in a while, (laughs) uh, (laughs) no, if you are anything like me and you mess up quite a bit, so what do you do when you mess up? Because that, Mm -hmm. I mean, we've given like, we've talked about the awkwardness of messing up now for a while, but what, what do we do? I think the first thing that, that this applies to so many aspects of life, but um, walk with authenticity. Oh, that's so important to, to to like realize, like, yeah, we do make mistakes. That's all, like, you know, we talk to our kids, we preach to our kids, like, yeah, life is hard, you make mistakes, you can be forgiven. But pastors in Western theology have kind of been put on a pedestal that mm-hmm. either the church thinks that they don't sin, Or, like, they think they're not supposed to sin. Like, pastors fall into this, like, I really shouldn't struggle. I really shouldn't battle. Yeah. And so whether it's, like, a battle or it's literally just a mess up on stage, like, be authentic with it and be like, wow, that, I just invented a word. Anyway, I mean, like. And
1: and teenagers really will embrace that. mm -hmm. Um, They will. They'll embrace authenticity. And if you can make fun of themselves, yourself, they're going to really love you even more.
0: Right. And there's that, there's the line that I've talked about on here before. Authenticity equals... (laughs) Ah, I want to be authentic with you and tell you that that was not, that was not planned. (laughs) So (laughs) starting all over, it would be authenticity is culture currency. Authenticity is culture currency. And I think that's a great line because when you live and you walk with authenticity, um you're you're gaining vulnerability and ground with these kids that really will they'll I mean they'll dig it they'll be fine with it they won't it won't be the thing that they remember
1: and you'll be a stronger influence on them because of it right so we would say don't hide from your mistakes okay. um uh, you know when you do make a mistake acknowledge it um so here's what i've noticed and this is strange because it sounds like bad advice okay so i'm going <laughs> to preface this in the beginning Sometimes we spend too much time on, the mis- on apologizing for the mistake rather than simply moving on from the mistake. When you make a mistake, acknowledge it, laugh it off, and then move on. Mm-hmm. But don't take the next five minutes to apologize, and and you're basically making it worse. Have you ever been in a situation where someone is apologizing and you already have forgiven them and moved on, and now it's super awkward because they won't let it go? Right. Don't be that person. You realize it. Because here's the thing. 90% of the time, I would say 90% of my messages, I say something wrong, something's wrong on the screen, a, a bad spelling or something like that, and it's also becoming a running joke with a lot of my small group leaders and, and teenagers because they know I sometimes speak too fast and I don't finish sentences or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of laugh and it's like, oh, that's just me. And we just laugh about it and we move on. Um, it wasn't always the case. That's after years of mistakes, probably right. over a decade of mistakes. Right. And then realizing – God still loves me. The teenagers still want to listen to me. Mm-hmm. I still have influence and a call to youth ministry. And so it's okay when I mess up and move on. But man, it is makes it 10 times worse if you focus and dwell on the mistake.
0: Right. And I think, you know, going back to what I was saying with that authenticity, like the reality of this podcast is if I so chose to edit out that mistake, that whole blurb about about the quote Currency that I had, and yeah. I could do that and yes. you would never know, but I want to live authentically and acknowledge. I really promise you that was not planned um, <laughs> to, to make that flub, but it, I mean, I can choose to live with authenticity and, and walk that way in the podcast and say, Hey, I did mess up and I acknowledge it and it was a joke and we moved on. Um, and you would be surprised how often that actually happens <laughs> when Kyle and I talked to each right, other. Right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Because one of the things that we want to share is some live um, interaction um, with us. And when we re- record podcasts, yes, there's some mistakes, but there's an interaction. We sit face to face with each other and we do the head nods like, oh, that's a good point. I didn't think about it that way. Right. But that's how human interaction is, it's not a perfect. pristine message all the time and yes you can practice it and yes you might knock a home run out every once in a while and have basically a perfect message but it's okay when it's not because just because you make a mistake doesn't mean it ruins the whole message and don't let the apology ruin the whole message either acknowledge the mistake say sorry and then move on laugh it off
0: Mm -hmm. you you will make mistakes Uh, Most mistakes, like Kyle said, they don't ruin a message, but overanalyzing it or or living in that anxiety or worrying about a mistake that maybe hasn't even happened yet, there's not time for that. Tomorrow will worry about itself, right? So uh, we want to embrace the awkward moment. We want to move on. We want to handle awkward better. In fact, we actually... Made a mistake right from the start of this episode. Yeah. I, anyway, before we before we say it, think about it while you're driving or on the on the treadmill or as you're gardening or tea party. We time, have a lot whatever. of gardening. We have a lot people. of gardening. Yeah. <laughs> the embrace the awkward gardening podcast. Yeah. The, the child of the yeah. Now, think about it. What was the mistake we made? What was it, Kyle? You want me to share it? Go for it.
1: We and this was on purpose. We said this was actually episode 15 right at the beginning. But it's actually episode 14, and we want to let you know that sometimes you think you didn't make a mistake, and someone brings up a mistake, Um, and we had to do it to ourselves because there's no one listening at this point uh, when we're recording it. And sometimes it's okay. So this is technically episode 14 of Embrace the Awkward Podcast, um, but you still got it. The message does not change, and we can move on.
0: We'll laugh it off and move on. Right. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. Hey, we want to hear from you. What did you think of this episode? Was there a point you hadn't thought of before? And we would
1: love to hear some of the message mistakes that you have had or experienced on our social media.
0: We love memes. We love memories. You can see them all on our Facebook page, the Embrace the Awkward Podcast group. Be sure to check out our Instagram page as well. We've got exciting things in the future of the Embrace the Awkward podcast. In two weeks, I'm shaving Kyle's beard. Oh, (laughs) that might be a mistake. (laughs) Hey, thanks so much for joining us, and thanks for being our friend. We'll see you next time.